Hello, all you loyal listeners of Rage Against the Mainstream. Bill here. In another string of interviews that we've gotten, I want to introduce you guys to a very interesting character that I uh, wound up coming across, and hopefully you guys like him because this is a Bill-approved artist here. This is the bastard child from New York City, Korazik. Yeah, man. Check out the interview and stay tuned at the end for a song. All right, we'd like to welcome the Rage Against the Mainstream for the first time. Our new friend, Kor Razik, the bastard child of New York City. Hey, man. How you doing tonight? Good, man. Just uh, just in our home studio working on new demos. Nice. You got anything scheduled, uh, I guess, like a next record or anything? Yeah, um, it's uh, it's a loose plan. There's, there's definitely going to be a new record. Um, the fans want it, and uh, it's definitely time. But uh, as far as how and when exactly it's going to come out, that I don't know. But it's uh, we're in the beginning stages, so um, I'm very happy about finally creating some new stuff, some new ideas. Nice. Uh, when I started diving into your catalog, I couldn't help but get like the like the 80s like party vibe is that what you guys are trying to go for um well you know being from the new york city scene when i first kind of came out like 10 years ago uh you know to my surprise or happily surprised there, there was quite a bit of a uh of a glam metal scene everyone was wearing spandex and teasing their hair it was kind of like the 80s all over again um although everybody was terribly pretentious so <laughs> you, you know yeah, uh, you know, even in that scene, I was an outcast. So you know, just, that just shows you uh, that the politics of music. How uh, even where I should belong, I'm still the outcast. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, you know, there's no denying that the band is definitely '80s influenced. Whether it's you know the glam stuff, you know, um, or um, even just straight ahead '80s heavy metal, you know, thrash metal. Um, we, we really truly are a blend of, of all different uh, eras of, of uh, hard rock and metal history. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I mean, obviously the first song that I heard when I looked you guys up on YouTube was, uh, can't stop, never stop. And, right. um, dude, it was like instantly, like I had like, like, I like, don't take this the wrong way, but like, I got like a, like a steel Panther type vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that song is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be kind of a rock anthem. Yeah. And, uh, compared to the last video in mistress uh we can't stop we totally was like yo there's no budget and we're gonna kind of um almost like subliminally make fun that there's no budget and just make the the video just kind of weird and wacky and not take ourselves too seriously um because uh as core the character i mean core can kind of do whatever he wants he can be very dark and mysterious and vicious or he could just be kind of like psychotic and kind of almost funny yeah so i thought with that song that was a good opportunity to like not be so serious um and people could just kind of see it for what it is like you know, they, usually with, 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 with our art it's kind of a little gray it's not black and white so people can you know they could see it however they want to see it you know yeah i, I mean i am a giant giant hair glam 80s you know whatever you want to call it like you know i'm really into that kind of shit and the second i heard when the second i heard that song i was like this is perfect like this is the this is like the i guess i guess you consider it like this generation's like i don't know like docking 
even. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, Dokken is a, a huge influence on me. Um, and I've had the pleasure of playing with them and, and hanging out with Don and, you know, picking his brain and he's always been really kind to me, I guess, just being a fellow singer and everything. That's awesome. Um, you know, like I said, we have lots of different musical influences and it's funny, you know, I, I listen to a lot of newer bands um, and sometimes I even dare I say try to study um, what other bands of today are doing. Um, but at the end of the day, what we do, it just always comes out sounding over it sounds and it, you know, no matter how hard I try to, you know, make it modern, there's always this pressure to make it modern. Um, you, you know, it always kind of sounds a little old school, but I think, I think at this point, the, the music, uh, you know, the, as far as the playing field goes, you know, with the internet and everything, I, I think there's a little something for everybody. And I think there is a, a newer crowd that appreciates stuff that has a little bit of a, the throwback sound. It's not necessarily frowned upon. I just think it's all about how you present it. You know, we present ourselves as a new band, um, but we're, we have our influences. And I think what's good about us is that even though you get the eighties vibe, I don't think we sound exactly like band A or B, as you know, there's a lot of bands now doing the classic rock sound, but they literally sound like they're ripping off, yeah. you know, Led Zeppelin or something like that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, we're not going to, we're not going to name names or credit Van Fleet. Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> no, you're definitely within safe company here with that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I guess let's get this started at the beginning for those of our listeners that don't know who you are. Tell us a little about yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Well, the name is Korazic, and I'm the bastard child in New York City, born and raised in New York, not a transplant. Um, came up in the music scene there about 10 years ago, uh, very quickly, was pretty much casted as a, you know, written off as an outcast, uh, very much misunderstood, um, just did things a little bit differently, never really brought into the clicks and all that. Um, and yeah, we, we do, we do hard rock, heavy metal, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's a little bit old school. It's got some modern stuff in there too. Um, and, uh, I just try to put on the best show possible. And my goal is like, whether I'm playing a 50 people, hundred people, a thousand people, it's the same show. And, uh, we tend to go into these smaller clubs and just put on a show that you normally, that quality of a show you just wouldn't normally see from a band in that size of a venue, you know, we do costume changes. We got lights and smoke and I do props. Yeah. I've, I've seen live videos of you on YouTube. It, I, I actually, I wished I could, I wished I could see bands like that. Like, you know, bands that aren't on like these giant, you know, stadiums or giant stages or whatever, actually putting on like a legitimate show. Yeah. I feel like that's what sets you guys apart. Yeah. And I've been starting to like actually get, and we're literally jumping in the crowd where they have been doing that. And for the most part, it's been good. Unfortunately, recently someone made a very bad mistake and decided to shove their finger up my nose. And, uh, I'm very, I have a very sensitive nose. So I literally bled on impacts. So I was bleeding all over the place. Uh, but other than that, yeah, well, we, I, I, I worked it into the show, you know, but, uh, I was a little pissed off at first, yeah. but, uh, you know, that's what happens. But yeah, we, we try to really, we really have a strong connection with our fans, man. We, you know, we're, 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 we're hanging out with them before and after. And, uh, I, uh, I just, I just, I just love getting a reaction out of them, man. You know, that, that's really what it's all about. Um, so we, 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 we play the rock star persona, but we're still very down to earth at the same time. 
And I feel like that's what resonates with a lot of people. And that, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of where the respect and everything from the fans really come from is, you know, the fact that you're able to, to relate to, like, you know, your fans on a personal level. I mean, because at the end of the day, we're all just human anyway. Uh, exactly. I mean, for, for us, the core locos are family, man. You know, like they're, they're the ones making this happen, you know, and we, you know, just we were going to come home to New York and uh, just take care of family matters and, you know, slowly write this record. And I said, we're, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to do any shows for at least the first six months of the year. And it wasn't exactly my choice, but we just we all have things we got to do. Yeah, but, exactly. um, but but now out of nowhere, the Internet is just blowing up and like all these offers have come in and people, you know, either it's agents, you know, events, uh, you know, fans just saying, hey, listen, I got this contact. We can make a work. So we haven't announced anything officially yet, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of shows now in the works for the first first half of the year that, you know, I said I wasn't going to hit the road and, and we're going to be on the road pretty soon doing a couple of uh, appearances. Hey, well, that's awesome, man. You know, you got to keep busy. However, a new record would be pretty cool, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the thing, too, is, you know, we're an underground band still, technically. So, you know, um, Vengeance Overdrive still has a little bit more life in it. So it doesn't hurt to keep playing out to, to fans and even new people that never heard this record. Because to some people, this record is still new or unknown. So, you know, it's, uh, it's still got a little bit more life in it. Uh, I said that we were done last year, but... Um, People still want to see us play out. People are discovering us now. So I guess we should just keep giving them that Vengeance Overdrive show until we're uh, ready to put out this next record. Yeah, exactly. All right, so um, what got you into music? Or what, what made you want to become a singer or be in a band? That's a good question. Um, I discovered music kind of at an early age. Um, I was kind of, I mean, well, you know my father was very much into music. He played guitar, piano, harmonica. So I even remember at an early age being like three or four and them just, you know, blasting Led Zeppelin and Alice Cooper and Black Sabbath and things like that. So, um, and even more so like the blues, my dad was very much into the blues. So I gravitated to music at an early age. Um, and I would say about the fourth grade, I was, uh, I was always a, at a young age. I was a wrestling fan. Oh, okay. And, uh, my favorite tag team was Demolition, and they had this real cool heavy metal theme song. And turns out, um, you know, it was actually, the song was done by Rick Derringer. But some kid somewhere said, oh, yeah, that song is done by Queen, which was totally wrong. <laughs> but I then proceeded to go out and just buy every Queen cassette in hopes that, like, that, that song, would be song was on there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. But um, fell in love Queen, just quality. Um, and... I was a kid of the times, you know, I was a kid in the nineties. So I kind of started discovering what was on the radio at the time. And I gravitated to like Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, L7, Brother Keen. So I really started out with a lot of the alternative rock stuff and the punk stuff, Ramones and stuff like that. And then slowly discovered metal, uh, like Megadeth and stuff and discovered all the hair bands. Um, and just kind of, just kind of took it from there, you know, but I, I, I knew at an early age that like, I wanted to perform, uh, so I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, and well, I mean, it's. It, I guess it's at the end of the day, it's all about the the determination of it. Like you know, you set out and you're like, "This is what I'm doing," and I mean, you're living proof that it can happen. Yes, dreams do come true. 
you could be on a podcast hosted by some dude sitting in a basement. Yeah. So are you, um, I know you're supposed to ask the question. So are, are you, you're from New Jersey? Yeah. Glassboro. I'm down by, um, like Rowan university said South, okay. South Jersey. Got it. Got it. Okay. Now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I live in, I'm in Queens, but I'm in Jersey city right now. I'm like a talk player's place. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm probably about an hour, hour 15 from Jersey city. All right. That's cool, man. Yeah. You know, all the hipsters are moving here now. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're at the guitar player's place, you guys are doing the demo. Like you were mentioning earlier, how does the songwriting process work for you guys? Uh, you know, it's, it's all, it's all uh, computers, man. You know, like, uh, I mostly write at home by myself on an acoustic guitar and then I usually bring it uh, to the band and we kind of work stuff out on the computer. I, I kind of wish we could do it more old school and just all get together in a, in a room, but everyone, you know, everyone lives in different, you know, States or different parts of New York. So yeah, uh, sometimes it's hard to get everybody together. So we've been doing it mostly on the computer, but it's, um, you know, it's amazing what you can do now. Yeah. Just, the- just from home. What people don't understand is, or what people do understand, and unfortunately it's how we get some of the awful music that we hear now, people have recording studios on their phones. Right. Like, it's it's literally that easy. But, however... That's the thing, the convenience factor of it versus, you know, the quality of it. But no, it's true. You know, it's so easy to record now that almost anybody can record it. Sometimes, therefore, the music is not, not always that good, you know. I think what what we can do now is very... Uh, helpful and it's uh, it's a time saver, but I also think that sometimes the music loses a little bit of its feel. And again, I'm like I'm you know I'm a victim of, of circumstances. But like I said, you know, if the band was in a different position, uh, just you know for a variety of reasons, you know, you know we would be able to just lock ourselves in a studio somewhere, you know, for like a month and just work out songs organically. But you know nowadays everyone's got crazy schedules, so. Thought it was so easy to do that. I wish we could, though. You know, maybe someday we will. Yeah. You know, but uh, but for right now, we're, we're we're unfortunately doing what a lot of people are doing, just with the computers. But you know, it's it worked on the first record. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's all about what works at the end of the day. I mean, as long as you guys put out, you know, as quality music as you've been putting out, then I mean, however the process is. Right. What do you guys enjoy doing more? Being on the road or? practicing writing songs being in the studio etc uh i well you know there's a method to the madness you know without a, without music you can't really perform live but uh i i would say for me i i, I prefer uh getting out there you know i i love touring you know uh it's it is grueling and uh it's done my neck and back no favors you know um but but oh, yeah. uh, I, I just love going out and seeing the people, man. Like that, that's really what I live for is, is just going from town to town and knowing that there's people excited to see us and, uh, you know, want, want to support us, you know, and that, uh, you know, for, for that hour of, of the day that, uh, you know, um, it's my time to shine basically, you know, I, I, I always say that, uh, I'm only popular. I'm only the popular kid for one hour a day. The rest of the day, the, the rest of the day goes to the rest of you guys. You know what I'm saying? Other, other than that, I'm, I'm locked in a box somewhere. I don't, I don't exist almost until, uh, you know, I'm on stage, you know, the rest of the time is for you guys to do your thing, you know? So, um, so, you know, I, I that's an interesting, that's an interesting way yeah. to look at it. Well, 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 it's true. Everyone, you know, cause everyone else is not, 
Well, I was like, you know, everyone else is like in this world, not that I don't have a, a wife, but it's just like everyone does what they do, you know, and then, and then I come out and do what I do. And like that, that's like my moment, you, you, you know, and it's a, it is a funny way of looking at it. It's like, you know, when we exist off stage, but we, you know, we're, we're almost idolized when we're on stage, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a different thing, man. You know, um, you really come alive when you're on stage. So I, I live for the stage. Awesome. What was probably one of the coolest shows you, you guys have played so far? Well, uh, last year we were on tour for two months with Nia Strauss. That's cool. And, and, uh, you know, she's, she's an amazing human being. First off, great talent. She's very inspirational and just, just a total pro, very kind. Um, and, uh, you know, she's raised the, the, the top female guitarist in the world, you know, and she's on all these magazine covers and everything. So to be able to roll with someone like that, to be associated with someone like that, I mean, it, for, for me, it was, you know, it, it was, um, it was encouraging. It was motivating and it was definitely validating, you know, and to, uh, we did the last two shows of the tour were in Dallas and San Antonio. And those two nights I went on stage and did an Alice Cooper song. Like that. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, for me, that is just like, all right, you know, that that's like a big check off the list. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's the, almost like it came other, full circle. Yeah, it, it, it was full circle because, um, you know, Alice Cooper is probably the reason why I kind of do what I do. Um, so to be playing on stage with his guitar player, who's also very well, obviously, respected, Oh yeah. Um, just puts you in good company, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I guess going back to Alice for a second, who do you draw your influences from? Cause I could definitely, I could see it like a few and Alice is definitely one of the bigger ones, but who else do you find that, you know, inspires you or, you know, who you aspire to be? Alice Cooper is definitely one of them. Uh, I, I would say growing up, I was definitely influenced by, you know, Marilyn Manson, because Manson was kind of like the nineties Cooper. Yeah. You know, um, as far as a songwriter goes, definitely Don Dockin. Um, I would say in many ways I was influenced by Dave Mustaine. Um, especially how I used to shred back in the days when I used to play more electric guitar. Um, uh, you know, I would, I would say those guys I put right in the top there. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely with the know, company. But it's funny. I always like to hear what people think because I think um, there's never a right or wrong answer. But I, I always think with our music, because we have such an interesting mixed sound, uh, everybody hears something different. You know. You know, it was funny. Another thing that I was thinking too is when I first heard you guys, I instantly thought of like Lizzie Borden. I don't know why. I don't know why I got that, mm. but I was like, uh, I could definitely hear a little bit of that in there. I don't know if you guys are fans of Lizzie Borden at all. Yeah. But it's one of those, you know, obscure 80s bands. Well, we actually, um, it's funny you mentioned that, we, we actually played with Lizzie Borden on Halloween this uh, past year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, we um, we played on Halloween at the Whiskey in L.A. And that was our that was our first time going to L.A. So, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have any tips or advice for anyone trying to get into the music, music industry? Yeah. Um, good question. Well, that's what I tell you. Um, wear some thick skin. Um, you know, if you want, if you're really good at kick, you know, kissing ass, then like good for you. Unfortunately, I'm not, but if you're really good, that'd probably help. 
Um, get yourself like a rich dad or like a rich <laughs> or like, which I don't, I don't have either. Um, no, all right. This is my real advice to people. Be creative, be bold, take risks and find something that you can do. That's going to work for you financially. That's flexible. What I mean by that is like be self-employed if, if any, which way possible, because I've met too many musicians along the way that just, you know, maybe they weren't risk takers or whatever it is. Look, everyone's in a different situation. You know what I mean? Some, mm-hmm. some of us are more fortunate than others, you know, but, um, I've just seen like so many great musicians that were just like stuck in like a dead end job, whether it paid good or not. So the story, but just like a situation where like they just you can't tour. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you can't tour. You can't, you know, people don't know who you are. Yeah. I mean, we're, this band is very fortunate that, that we're able to do this, you know, at the level still at this point that we can. So, and that's because we all have made arrangements and sacrifices and modified our lives to cater to this. So, you know, you have to, um, kind of find a way to make it work, you know, but, uh, if you're going to, you know, I don't know, be stuck in a traditional nine to five, like it's, it's probably not going to happen. You know? Yeah, exactly. You have to be willing to take chances and, you know, all, all that good stuff. I mean, I mean, I guess to some people it's just scary to be able to take that leap like that and, and just go for it. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't take, if you don't do it, if you don't take that first step, you'll never know. I know. And and, and look, it's not easy. You know, it, it, it's not easy at all, but, uh, I don't know, man. I always tell people, you know, if you're, when I like, I meet kids, you know, like young kids, I'm just like, you better open up a lemonade stand or something, man. And just, just, just rock that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what sucks. Me and my buddies were talking about it cause we were all in bands in high school and, um, we realized that we had fucked up along the way. Like, why didn't we do more when we were in school? Why didn't we promote more? Why didn't we do this or that more? Cause you think about yeah. it when you're, when you're a kid and you're in high school and you're a teenager, you know, everybody's impressionable at that age. And yeah, it just took like a little bit and you could have did something, you know, you could have done more. And we, we kick ourselves in the asses all the time about that. And now us three are sitting down here in a basement. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, like as far as my career goes, I had a lot of yeah, just trial and error, you know, uh, just developing as a musician with my writing and, uh, yeah, I've been performing since I was in, in high school too, you know, but a lot of my bands, in the early, early days, they just, you know, we weren't that good. You know, uh, I definitely had ideas and a vision, but uh, even, even myself included, a lot of people around me just weren't like up to par. And we were just a bunch of kids in Queens. Like we didn't know anything, you know, like j- j- just playing a show in the city seemed like a big deal. We were just, you know, we didn't know we were naive, you know? And, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, only up until recently that I started, you know, playing with people that were at a higher level that also were luckily able to be able to, have a flexible schedule. Um, so, you know, like the, you know, Vengeance Overdrive came out in uh, 2018, which almost seems like a long time ago at this point. But I mean, I probably should have put out a bunch of records by now, really, for as long as I've been playing out. But uh, just, you know, there's just a lot, of, a lot of factors to it, you know. And plus, you said it before, man, you like, you like being on the road. You like playing shows better. It's all yeah. good. This is the truth yeah. tree here. That's right, you know, but uh, second record's coming uh, at some point, you know, soon enough. Are you looking for a 2020 or 2021 release? Are you able to, are you, are you that far ahead yet? 
I think I think the record will come out in early 2021, but I think some singles may come out mid to late 2020. I think I think we're gonna do what everyone's doing now. You put out a couple of singles, you slowly promote that route, and then at some point you eventually drop the whole record. That's what most artists are doing now, and I see for how the how the internet is, it, it makes more sense. You kind of make a couple of songs as singles. You make those big events that stretches out the product a little bit, and yep. then you hit yep. them with the record. And then this way, by the time you do go out and promote the record, everyone already knows what it is. So with Vengeance, we uh, we made the mistake of like no one knew who we really were nationally, and we just dropped the record and went on tour. And, uh, you know, so we've, we've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. And plus you have to think about it too, like the attention span of people like it, me and, uh, when I had Chris Bianchi on, I mean, and we're talking a little bit about that where, you know, people don't have like the, I, like, I don't know if it's patience or attention or whatever to just sit down and listen to a whole album anymore to where they just need to have like short and sweet, like little bits and like at a time for them to actually you know, digest it. And then by that time that they've digested the first two singles, you put out another two or you just do a string of EPs instead of an album. It's just, it's wild. Like I remember sitting down like listening to full albums and I mean, right. even I'm a victim of it myself. I I'll download singles, right. I'll go on Spotify and put singles on as opposed to full albums. I, I can't lie. Yeah. It's just a different time now. Um, you know, I think our first record is it, it was done well. It's a story, and I think you can listen to it from start to finish. That was the goal, but um, you know, a lot of bands nowadays, you know, it's it's just not like that. You know, so we're we're going to try to please both both aspects of that. You know, do do some singles, and then still have the full length album at the end of the day. So exactly, yeah. what's okay. your dream tour lineup if you haven't already had it? Dream tour lineup. That's a good question. Well. I, I think we want to play with, you know, one of the bigger modern bands. Um, like I would say, like maybe Disturbed, um, Venge Sevenfold, Motionless and White, um, you know, bands like that. <laughs> right on. All right. Now, the last thing I got here is this is your chance to plug yourself. Where can people find you on social media? What's next for Core Rosic? Well, you can find us on everything Korazic, Korazic.com, Facebook.com, slash NYC, And both my Instagram and Twitter handles are at Korazic. And we have a bunch of those great shows that we're going to be announcing very shortly. And stay tuned later in the year for some new music. Nice. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here. Hey, thanks a lot. All right, man. Well, thank you for coming on. I've really appreciated this. Uh, everybody, Korazic. Thanks, man. See you when you see you. Have a good one. Well, I hope all you guys enjoyed that. I sure did. Uh, yeah, so everyone check out Korazic on social medias, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check out his merch. Check out the shows. And before he left, he wanted to say one more thing to you guys. Hey, what's up, all you metalheads and freaks? This is the bastard child of New York City, Korazic, and you're listening to Rage Against the Mainstream Podcast, and this is my smash single, Vengeance Overdrive.
so yeah that was pretty cool um that was vengeance overdrive by core rosic once again check him out on his social medias and you know all that other happy horse shit online um if you want to be featured on an episode you want an interview you want your music showcased please don't hesitate to contact us at ratmpodcast at gmail.com facebook.com slash ratmpodcast or on uh, twitter and instagram at ratmpodcast um once again that was core rosic and this is rage against the mainstream signing off for the evening i'm bill have a good night